So welcome to the podcast. Um, so I'm Reese Hallard with Julian Solai, uh, and this is obviously going to be posted on both of our podcasts, The Weight of the World and The Elite Body and Performance. And we thought it'd be great because, you know, Julian and I, we we have, you know, very similar morals in the fitness industry. We're both extremely driven and we thought it'd be great to literally just sit down and and just have a chat and have a conversation because we know obviously we'll fight, be able to find a lot of uh, value for those listening. So Julian, how are we? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I was really excited as well because to be fair, we've known each other for couple of years now yeah but yeah. we never actually properly sat down and had a proper chat absolutely often, so. yeah i agree i think it's been you know a very very long time coming so as soon as we bit in i was like i know julian lives in you know local to london like this just makes yeah, sense yeah, like yeah. why don't we, we live why in the same we... city yeah yeah live in the same city and yeah. I, you know you're right i think we we haven't even got a training session in together have we yet so we definitely should i know we've done a little one in marbella uh, yeah, at that yeah, time, but yeah. actually, uh, a dedicated one, I guess, at Muscle Works will probably be the uh, yeah best place. Uh, for us how long have you not been in Muscle Works for? Oh, gosh, I think I haven't trained there in over a year. Okay, over okay. a year, yeah. So I have trained over at Kings, but I love the atmosphere. In my, I'm uh, actually at Kings tomorrow. Are you at Kings tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. yeah which I one? Am. Uh, the Croydon one. Croydon, Croydon one, that's the best yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I usually go to the Crawley one because it's right next to me. Croydon one's not too far, but the okay. Crawley one's literally there. So I just find for convenience to go there. But if I'm ever going right, I need a great session today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quitting Kings every time. Yeah. Or, or Muscle. I used to work at Muscle Works before it was called Muscle Works. It was called uh, Solar Fitness. So I used to oh, work. Yeah. Hey. So before Muscle Works, this was about two, three years before COVID. Um, okay. It used to be called Solar Fitness. And that's when I worked there. Was it a guys only gym? No, 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 no. Okay. It, I know it used to be, but maybe it was just even before. Maybe even before yeah. that. Yeah. So the way the gym was set out before, it was like, it was quite similar to now it's kind of you know spit and sawdust to a degree so downstairs was just heavy lifting equipment right mm -hmm. then the second floor was more class-based so like okay. the owners at solo fitness they were heavily into their um like combat sports so there was like a big um like mma studio mm -hmm. uh like a boxing studio like there's a like a fitness class some mm -hmm. beds and all that shit upstairs but when muscle wax took over they obviously made second floor weights and then like a, a mini third floor with with cardio and it looks so much better and i think so much more of a better use of the space as well right yeah 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 for sure for sure upstairs it's like a leg room yeah it's and that's all awesome. leg equipment yeah. yeah yeah i like that as well because you you can almost be in one place Mm -hmm. And just get it. I said walking around for you. Like, Fuck, where's that machine gone? It's yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, machine. for sure, for sure. But no, no I thought I, I would need to. We need to get a session in. But Julie, I thought it'd be pre pretty cool. So we're gonna kind of top, you know, cover a lot of topics. So I think let's start with you know a bit more results transformation, and I think mm -hmm. transition a little bit more into life and business, and just you know a bit of chit chat. But mm -hmm. I'd love to know on the front end. You know, what would you say is the the biggest kind of mistakes men and women make? when they want to achieve a transformation, you know, what's the biggest mistakes they want to start off with it, would you say? Well, I, th I think, and it's not just a mistake that, uh, that people make, but it's also a mistake that I think a lot of coaches make. Yeah. And it's to not plan, not have a long-term plan. Yeah. I think it's just going like month by month or week by week yeah. and not actually design a proper map of, you know, where do I want to be in five months? <laughs> and according to that, then where do I need to be at the end of next month? Absolutely. And so you set targets and that yeah. just makes everything a lot easier because then if you don't hit the targets, you can evaluate why that is happening and just adjust things along the way. Yeah. But without a clear vision, like a clear map, just yeah. everything becomes a lot harder. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it, it highlights as well, like for instance, in our program, uh, we're, we're releasing a program soon called The Business Athlete. And 
we have like a, a five phase methodology. So you got phase one, which is design and dominate. So this is where we look at, you know, structuring out your days, your weeks and making sure that everything's programmed in to make, cause you know, as a business owner, you know, things are busy, right? Mm. Things are spontaneous. So it's just making sure the week's planned out. Then phase two is that recomp and self mastery. So we know mm -hmm. specifically, this is how many weeks or months your recomp and self mastery phase is gonna take. Mm -hmm. Then as soon as we get to there, we go through a business sprint. So we can reverse up, we can fuel yourself with a little bit more nutrients, a little bit more things that's gonna help our focus, productivity and energy. And then we go for a body sprint. Yeah. So then following that, that, the body sprint is more so, let's dig deep, let's see you know, what, what we're capable of. Let's build yeah. our self-belief, our confidence and really go for a body sprint. Then is like the reward phase, right? You've got the transformation, you're feeling great. And then we have something we transition to called a uh, VIP legacy program. Mm -hmm. So this is effectively where they go on to the next part. So when they join, they get a vision for the, the initial six months, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but they're already mm -hmm. thinking about month 12, yeah. two years, yeah. three years. Yeah. And like you say, a big mistake that people make is they look at it and go, right, three month transformation, then I'm done. Three months and I don't need to think about fitness anymore. Yeah, so yeah, I get yeah. to month three and then come up four, the transformation's gone. Oh, fucking I've rebounded. I put it all back on. Mm -hmm, and I think that's, like you say, a big mistake that not just people make, but coaches make. Mm. It's right when you get the transformation, that's when you're most vulnerable. Mm. This is this is where the magic happens. Can you keep it lifelong? Yeah. And if you can't, you're gonna be stuck in this yo-yo cycle in and out, in and out, never never getting a transformation, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, what a lot of people try to escape from, and I, I totally get it, is getting a bit of education and you know, just to touch on that point, I think there's so many different ways that you can learn something new. Absolutely. And it doesn't necessarily have to be through like a course of or reading about it or or necessarily like getting lectured about it. But I yeah. think working with a coach also means that you indirectly learn a lot about the process. And this well, and this helps you massively with then retaining the results and getting, you know, more results yeah, long term absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that's definitely, you know, something that perhaps it's a bit uh, overlooked by a lot of people. It's just getting a little bit of education throughout the process. So I agree. it's not just getting a meal plan or or or, or, yeah, or, or yeah. a training plan, but it's about you know learning what that actually translates to. Of course, you know on, on a daily. And end. not only that, I think people learn practically, right? Yeah. You know, you can read a book or you can watch a YouTube video, and you're going to take in a degree of of knowledge, yeah. right? But if you're actually doing these things that you're reading about, or you're doing these things that you're watching that's when you really start to understand mm -hmm. and you're taking that knowledge so much better. I can't remember the statistic. I think it's like kinesthetic learners or, I mean, don't quote me on that because I might be completely <laughs> wrong, but there's a style of learning and I think it's like a crazy statistic that like 70 plus people learn best through actually taking part in said thing yeah. as opposed to just watching a YouTube video, actually doing what they're watching. 100%, yeah. Knowledge soaks in so much more. So yeah. like you say, you know, working with a coach, where you can practically get the information and implement it knowing it's the right thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that sticks in your mind because, you know, there's a lot of shit online, right? Yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff you look at, then you implement the wrong thing, then you've got the wrong mindset, you've got the wrong thought process. So kind of just doing it right once. Because yeah. you only need to do it right once. 100%. Right? You 100%. do it You do it right once. Yeah. And you yeah. should be set up for life. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, just, just like me, me and yourself, for instance, you know, we want to be the last coaches our clients would ever need, right? unless they wanted to continue, but they, they have the option to go, right, do you know what, if I do set out alone, I've got my transformation, I know what to do, I keep it for life. Yeah. That's always the goal, right? Yeah, 100%. I think that kind of connects to another concept that I'm just really fond of, which is, you know, uh, the fact that motivation comes after action. Yeah. I think a lot of people think they need to be motivated before doing the thing yeah, yeah. or necessarily, or, or understand it really well before you do it, yeah, yeah. but it's not necessarily the case. In fact, I think, as you said, learning things through doing it 
is the yeah. best way to learn about it. Yeah. And also that attaches to feeling motivated about doing the thing. If you do it, then you find a motivation to do it. Absolutely. And, and confidence as well. Confidence comes from evidence, right? So it, you yeah. just you know prove yourself that you can actually do it and that's how you build the confidence Absolutely. and then they kind of intertwine they work with each other so the more confidence you get the more you do the thing and Absolutely. the more you get evidence yeah. and the more yeah. you get confidence but it all starts from taking action i couldn't agree more it's actually quite funny you say that because you hit the nail on the head a couple of days ago i had uh, gavin mckell on my podcast and he i uh, listened to him speak at a business event in mexico cancun and he works with uh, entrepreneurs and helping them really kind of dig beneath you know themselves and really find out self-development and things within their own brain and he was saying he was saying exactly what you said confidence comes from evidence mm -hmm. if we have no evidence of something we want to convince ourselves of it's going to be tough for us to believe what we're trying to convince ourselves of. Yeah. So for instance, if I go, I want to be able to fly to the moon. Mm. I've got no evidence that I have ever flown to the moon. It's gonna be tough to do. But if I wanna go, right, I wanna film this podcast with Julian. I've got evidence I can film a podcast. I've got 70 odd episodes. Mm. There's evidence there. So I feel confident coming into the scenario. Mm -hmm. Same thing, if you go to the gym, it's not like you're gonna go around and feel confident going to the gym. Actually, do you know what? A couple of months ago, I went to the gym, I felt confident. So I've got mm -hmm. evidence that I've been there and I felt great. So if I can do it then, I can do it now. So I think that's really important what you just touched on in having the evidence behind you, knowing that you've got the self-belief to do it. And then that obviously, you know, builds into motivation, right? 100%, 100%. And yeah. I think, uh, actually that's, you know, that was one of the, the questions that I had for you, you know, because I, I really do think um, that you're definitely one of the most confident people I know. <laughs> so, know what? So, so what I was wondering is, have you always been this confidence, uh, this confident or did you have to build it? Or build it massively. I wouldn't even say I'm that confident now, to be honest with you. Mm. I think through environmental exposure, the situations that I've been in has almost not forced me to become confident, but forced me to be a little bit more extroverted. Mm. But as a youngster, I was an introvert, like mm. a big introvert. Mm. Like it, it's quite funny. I, yeah, my missus would say every time I would meet anyone new or my missus family, I'll go bright red in the face. I'll go quiet. You know, I try to, if I see someone I know in Tesco's, I'm trying to put my head down. Like I'm just not great in social situations. Mm -hmm. And I know it's quite easy to watch. I think bullshit because I've been doing this for five, six years, talking on camera, talking on YouTube, just purely what we do for work. We can have the biggest impact when we do this. Right. But this is just repetition. I've been doing it for yeah. five, six years. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had to build the skill, mm. right? You do something for five, six years, you're going to build the skill. But you build that evidence. You build the evidence, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I think my lack of confidence when I was younger, I wanted to be a pro footballer growing up. Mm. And I went on trial at loads of professional football clubs and I kept getting rejected. I just weren't good enough. You know, I was good enough to get spotted and get a trial. I weren't good enough to get a contract. And each and every time that knocked my confidence. So kind of stepping into the industry in the first place, my confidence was fucking all over the place. I was so unconfident, but I found my confidence through building the skill. Mm -hmm. When I became a great coach, I became a little bit more confident. Mm -hmm. When I became better on camera, I became mm -hmm. a little bit more confident on You're camera. You're great on camera, bro. Do you, <laughs> do you know, when, when we're talking and it's kind of just to the side of us, and we're not thinking about it, you know, it's a bit different, but, so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure it's quite the same with yourself, but you set it up and you're like, right, take number 550. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, but how about you? Because you're obviously very confident as well. Was it a skill you have to build up? I mean... I think you come across as very confident. I think there's just a lot of authority in what you say because you're very educated and mastered your craft. So maybe it comes across as super confident. But what's your take from yourself? Well, I think, um, I mean, for me, uh, you know, I think building confidence was definitely one of the 
you know, one of the things that I had to just really work on uh, in the past couple of years. And I think, you know, for me, a lot of it was just down to the fact that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a stranger in in a, in a stranger's land, really. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't born here. And, uh, and a lot of the things, you know, that have to do with, you know, the way that people communicate and have relationships with each other, I just had to learn a lot about that um and just social developing more social skills in general a bit like you said you know i've always been a bit timid you know yeah i mean your story i'd love for you to touch on that actually your <laughs> story is amazing like not just from you know moving over to a different country but actually you x amount of years ago like, i know you've done uh, a few pieces of content when you was a little bit younger mm. a lot smaller mm. you know looking completely different how was that journey for you it's the, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't even know how to describe it, but I think, you know, I think if I was to to kind of wrap it up in a nutshell, I think, you know, I, I really truly believe that transformation is, you know, and, and transform when I say transformation, I don't mean necessarily just physical. Yeah. I just think, you know, I just mean like growth in general. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, uh, I think that's that's the meaning of life, really, of you know, um, so. I think that's definitely something that maybe initially a bit indirectly and then okay. later on with a bit more conscious, I definitely always pushed on doing as much as I could, just transforming myself and yeah. keep and, and, and growing in, you know, all different areas. And I think, you know, sometimes when I look back, I can definitely see that. And that's potentially where my confidence comes from. Yeah. It comes from the fact that, okay, I've been there, now I'm here. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it means it means that I must have done something right. You know, yeah. uh, I'm not necessarily you know super successful or anything, but if I look at where I'm, I come from, I definitely came quite far. So absolutely, and I think you know that always depends on what you would define success to be. Sure, because I I think the word success is overused in the media, right? Mm -hmm. And I think success isn't this one blanket quote. I think success is what success to me, right? So success to me is freedom. It's being able to enjoy every moment of my life, but it's it's like you know people's success. It means you've got cars and you've got women around you, but success is your own definition, right? So you just saying about how you went from where you were to where you're at now, that change not just in your business. Your business is fucking flying, right? It's not just in your business. It's in the transformation that you've made and how happy you are and how successful you feel. That's a massive success, huge success, and. I think people like I, said, I think I think people look at success to be this big blanket quote like success is if you're riding a Lamborghini Urus, that's success. But it's not success. Is what do I define it as? Yeah. What makes sure. me feel successful? And then it's just almost pushing that boundary because you know wh when you get to that level that you thought was successful five years ago, three months ago, mm -hmm. it changes, right? You know that that boundary changes each and every time. That's what happens when you're driven. But I definitely think you know people need to almost think right if this level of success that everyone determines success to be makes me feel a little bit intimidated, what's my version of success? And let me chase that. And I think- Would you, would you consider yourself su successful? I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no because my goalposts move quite a lot. So every time I get to the benchmark I set, I'm thinking, what's next? What's I think just naturally when you, when you were quite driven like do, yourself. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, I actually did. Uh, so I, I did one of my clients' events uh, last Saturday. Actually, yeah. this is one of the things that I touched on when I was doing my talk. Uh, you know, I, I talked about doing it for the love of the game, yeah. right? Which which you know, the journey, not the destination. Uh, exactly. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And I think you know sometimes it's especially 
when you are in a process, it's a bit hard to see it like that because yeah. you just feel that urgency of wanting to achieve that particular goal and you feel that distance, that gap between where you are and where Absolutely. you want to be. But, uh, and, and that's also good because it pushes you, you know, to work yeah. harder yeah. towards yeah. it. But at the same time, you know, when you then get to your destination, you don't stop, you carry no, on. Oh, you do, yeah. And, and, so, and so really then you realize that it's about the game. And I think that's also where you find you know happiness at least that's that's how happiness came you know for me me too you yeah. know it's it's you're getting it, there are moments right a bit like a orgasmic moment yeah, 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 which yeah, yeah. just everything just falls falls you know together in the right place but really what it is is the realization that shit i'm in the process and this feels fucking good that that's uh, do you know what you've hit the nail on the head there i don't think there'll ever be a point where i've go i've made it because i've always mm -hmm. want to keep pushing that boundary mm -hmm. but i think the saddest day of my life will be the day that i would make it if you will right because then you're thinking right i'm here what am i working for what, what, yeah. what more do i have like like i said i i think for me there's never going to be a ceiling but at the same time you know if i ever did make it as such I think that'll be the saddest day of my life. Because then you're looking thinking, what now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What yeah. do I do now? What do I chase now? I, I have, it, uh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no journey. Like like yourself, you've fallen in love with the journey. Yeah. And every fucking day that I wake up, I know, right, I've got something to chase today. Yeah. That's success to me. Very if true. I get up every single day and I've got purpose, yeah. I've got something that fucking motivates the fuck out of me. I've got something that drives me and I've got something that makes me happy. And I feel free, like I've got freedom. Mm -hmm. That to me is success. I have this saying, um, I really truly believe in um, a man that settles is a dead man. Wow, <laughs> that's powerful. No, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but I really truly believe in that. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think especially I you know I think it's for any individual really, but yeah. I, I I really do think that you know we need a degree of drive with with everything that we do. Otherwise, you know, it's just um, you just kind of going by and you know and wasting time really absolutely i think a lot of people are going to be listening to this and thinking you know it's great knowing that i have to have that drive i can't find it mm. and i think one thing that people do is overthink that they think they need to have it figured out straight away but you don't i mean gary v says it's best right you're 94 you're still young like maybe <laughs> he runs with it but you know w when we look at the grand scheme of of life if you will there is so much time yes yeah. I, I know people say we're running out of time we're running out of time but we're not, you're young. Like you got people listen to this are probably young. You got time, like you don't need to have everything figured out today. Yeah, and, and also I think you don't necessarily need to do what you love, uh, especially if you're not uh, sure about what it is that you love. Yeah. I think, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, overthinking and underacting, right? Wow. You just You just keep thinking about, you know, what it is that I really enjoy, what it is that I love and, um, you know, and, and you can't figure it out and you think that you need to find something in order to, you know, to really be driven when in reality, it, you know, what we were saying, it's about the game. So yeah. whatever game it is, really, at the end of the day, it's going to work if you if you if you just commit to it. So sometimes you just got to go for it and then figure it out. So that's it. Yeah. But, but you know, it's about doing, you know, one thing as you do everything right absolutely yeah how you do anything is how you do everything right? yeah exactly and no i definitely agree like e even if i was to look at my goals set when i first started personal training mm -hmm. completely different now 
and I know whatever goals I have now will probably be different. I, my big goal will never change. I want to mm -hmm. impact the whole entire health and fitness industry in a different way. That will never change. Mm. But I know a lot of the methods I use and a lot of things that come as a byproduct will change. And that's okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, people that do sit there and go, I don't know what my goal is. Be that in life, be that in career, be that even in physique. You don't need to know. And that's not me saying, you know, because there's a difference, right? Mm. There's getting complacent. Oh, oh, great. I don't need to know. Oh, cool. I just sit down playing video games all day. I don't need to know yet. Mm. But there's also going, right, I'm searching. I'm looking for it. I don't know it yet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know I've got time. It's okay. But I'm going to keep doing everything I can to find it. Yeah. If you're in option B, fucking amazing. Great yeah. work. Yeah. Option A, you're getting complacent. You're just being a lazy fuck. That's your own fault, right? Yeah. So as long as, as, long as you've got that, even if you don't have purpose, as long as you're finding it yeah. and you're searching for it and you're looking for it, what more can you do? Where do you think that laziness comes from for people? I'm going to say environment's number one. Okay. I'm gonna say environment's number one. As in number one, as in it's the, the, not, the biggest? Not number one is, is the biggest thing, okay. but I think number one is in like the th it's first one thing I can think okay. of is environment. Mm -hmm. I find for me, I perform at, at my highest when I'm surrounded by people that do the same. When I'm, And take it with a pinch of salt, right? Because I mean, growing up, I wasn't necessarily surrounded by the people that I am now. And growing up, I was still driven. So I do think it is also, you know, inside a lot as well, mm -hmm. but, I do think environment dictates performance. And mm. I think the people you spend time with, the people you hang around with, like for instance, you and I are having this conversation now, right? And I think we're both quite similar in how we think, you know, we're quite driven, we, we got big purpose. If we were having a chat with somebody else who doesn't have that, the conversation would be completely different. So coming away from this conversation, I'm gonna extract value from yourself, mm -hmm. motivation, education, and, and just value generally about life. Mm -hmm. If I have a conversation with somebody else, I might not extract as much, and that's okay, that's absolutely fine, but I not, mm. might not extract value in the sense of what I want to achieve or where I wanna take my life. So if I'm surrounded by people that add value consistently, and I provide value consistently, mm -hmm. I know I can push things forward faster. So I think maybe environment could be one, how about you? Yeah, I think in environment, definitely. Uh, but I think also, as you said, because I think the, the thing about the environment is that I suppose like up until a certain age, you can't, it's not really your choice, right? You find yourself in a certain environment, but then yeah. I think you definitely have, you, you know, as as you become more independent in your life, you, you get more of a choice, you know, Absolutely. Uh, with, yeah. you know, deciding who you want to spend time with. So yeah. I, I, I do think that environment is a massive thing, but I also do think that people have the power to change the environment. So, oh, of course. So it has to come yeah. from within for sure. And I think for a lot of people, laziness is actually just a, a coping mechanism, mm. I think, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a way to kind of escape the pain of having to deal with their own shit, you know? Of course. Um, in Absolutely. order to actually do things and you know and take action because it's a painful thing if you know dealing with your insecurities yeah, you know about doing something absolutely you know um and not just that you know because you know all those limiting beliefs sometimes have to do with something as simple as confidence but some other times have to do with something a lot deeper than that perhaps yeah. like you know statements that you've been taught about yourself or things that you know, uh, that, that you grew up believing, you know, Abs mate, absolutely. And, and, and so I think, you know, the, the pain and the effort of having to go through, uh, all of that sometimes can result into having to cope with, you know, um, with being lazy about, I agree. And procrastinating. Yeah. yeah, no, I massively agree. And I think, you know, on that, again, it, it's one of those where people can almost use it as an excuse or use it as a reason. Like, it's like that quote, your excuse becomes your reason, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, 
kind of looking at that as well is 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 a really big factor. So outside of that, you know, what what else would you say kind of makes you driven, makes you, you know, almost chase every day like it's your last? Um, I think um, it's it's quite funny actually because I think so. I'm I'm a big like promoter of finding your your own individuality, yeah. And and I always push everyone, and I think that is part of of my program as well. And it's kind of a, you know, it's not something that we necessarily sell with the program, yeah. but I think it's something that definitely comes through, uh, perhaps like with my own journey or the way that Stina and Harry think, yeah. or, you know, just our content and stuff like that. There's a big part of our program that is related to just really finding yourself and, and, and your self-expression. So I think, you know, there's, that is definitely powerful, like finding your own indiv individuality. But I also think that there's a next step after that, which is what I'm discovering, especially in the past year, which is w what's my place within the community. Right. And so it's not about me anymore. It's not about my individuality, but it's about how can I contribute to the community? The community meaning, I don't know, my clients or meaning, I don't know, London or meaning the UK or meaning yeah. the world, right? But we, we are all a community. We're all of connected course. in a way. Yeah. So, you know, I think you go from finding yourself, finding your individuality to then finding your place in within the community. And then at, at that point, you just kind of acquire a much higher purpose with the things that you do. And you're like, this is my place in the world. Absolutely. You know, the world needs me to do this. Yeah. And this is why I'm doing this. Absolutely. I think when you find that as well, you realize that there's so many people that's on a similar mission. I think yeah. that's why people like, you know, yourself and I are so big on building communities within our fitness program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when you are surrounded by people that almost have that similar focus, that similar, you know, drive and, and, and goals, it just feels like you're a part of something, right? Mm. Because I mean, a lot of the time in, in the game of fitness, you know, in the game of business, you can almost feel like you're at it alone. Like it mm -hmm. almost, it can feel like a lonely thing, right? You're mm -hmm. kind of like, I'm doing this alone. No one quite understands it. But then when you're in a community of people and you go, fucking hell, he's the same. Mm -hmm. She's the same. Mm -hmm. We have similar, all right, there's other people I can bounce off, I can mm -hmm. learn from, I can mm -hmm. give and take value from. Mm -hmm. Like it's just comes out, you know, backwards and forwards kind of where you bounce off one another. And I think having that community around you will just force you to elevate so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. know, and I, I, there's a lot of times that I wanted to, there's some people I wanted to network with and, and be surrounded by. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I would pay the right person for coaching to get in the right room with the right person. Yeah. Or I would invest time. How can I provide this person with every piece of value under the sun mm -hmm. so I can be a part of this person's community and learn from? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you've got to <sighs> step out of your comfort zone and step out of what you're used to doing to, you know, to, to get the result you're after. And it's not always comfortable. I think people think the journey should be comfortable. And it's not. Mm. You know, I'm here with a fucking stinking cold. It's not comfortable at all. But no, but it, you know, I, I think it's important that I think it's a really big point around community and finding you, you know, finding your place in the world. Mm -hmm. 100% for sure. Amazing. So coming towards the uh, end of the this podcast, is there anything that you wanted to talk about or touch on or discuss? Uh, I'm just like really curious because obviously you spoke a little bit about your background and you know yeah. and wanting to your desire of, of becoming a footballer. Yeah. But uh, I also know that your your parents are self-employed as well. Is that correct? Yeah, or? absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So um, growing up, I uh, so my father runs a business now, but he kind of started a business when I was young. So um, like when I was born, like was born into a hostel, and then we moved mm. to like a, a small flat. So for me, I think a lot of my drive came from my dad because I watched him mm. when 
he had a business that was like nothing. Mm. And then growing up, like almost kind of watching the struggle, subconsciously seeing the, sh the struggle, right? Mm. But watching him grow his business was, mm. was impactful. You know, just kind of watching how he would operate day to day. Again, I, I weren't consciously at nine years old taking it in, but it's mm. all subconscious. So I'm kind of, you know, watching him and I'm watching him, you know, grow his business and watching how he operates day to day. You know, how he treats his family, you know, how he treats his, his colleagues at work and his business now is doing very well. You know, he's doing mm. he's doing okay for himself and just kind of watching it from when I was born, he was living in a hostel and was mm. living in a hostel when I was born to now, you know, he's got a lovely four four bedroom place. It's like, wow, to go from there to there, subconscious like that's a you know, quite a big motivating factor to me. And I think, mm. you know, just just kind of having having a bit of guidance, I guess. Again, mm. it's not conscious. It's completely different. It, it's, it's repossessing cars. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's how, that's how it works, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like so sponges at that age. Sponges, yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's a completely different industry. So I didn't learn anything specific, but yeah, I think I just learned, you know, how to take care of the ones close to you. You know, how how to make sure that you're putting food on the table. And not make give sure. up. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's a big one. Isn't not it? give up. Yeah, yeah. not give up because there's times like in his business, things be tough. Mm, so mm, after business mm, and he mm. went bust god knows how many times and you know a lot of big problems in the business right how does he react to that mm. what does he do when that happens and just kind of watching that subconsciously and almost taking it in and learning right when i get into a stressful situation do i behave like this mm -hmm. when i get into a situation when everything goes wrong how do i react mm -hmm. and i think you know us understanding and again that comes from knowing you right because i'm different to him mm. which means my reaction will be different the way i perceive things are different so in, in what in what way i mean like you know different people have different no no no, for sure but yeah. in what way you're you differ from your dad in, in the ter in, in terms i mean of how you react to things I, I think the first thing is obviously where we're all different like people would react differently to fight or flight right mm. so you get when something happens you either go into flight mode or you go into fight mode mm. so so that's the the first and more obvious one i think I, I, in regards to my father how we're different i mean it's an interesting one because i wouldn't say we're massively different um mm. Yeah, I mean, that's extremely interesting. I think we're quite the same. Like, he's quite a savage. Mm. You know, he, he, he is quite a savage, to be fair. So I think in that respect, we are quite similar. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think he, he growing up was quite similar to myself and in, in quite introverted. But, you know, I think through, you know, running your own business, because you learn a lot when you run your own business. Yeah. You learn so much, you know, so I think... And I think you're also forced to learn a lot about yourself. It's literally yeah. like, imagine you're five years old, you're going swimming and you just get caught and you get free thrown into the deep end, deal with it. You're like, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, is yeah, exactly. It's the same thing when you go into the game of business. So even a transformation journey for the first time, you're like, deal with it. And you're like, where the hell do I start? It's almost like you need a life raft to go, right, start here. And it can, you know, you learn to yeah. swim faster. Yeah. Almost having a swimming teacher beside you. But yeah. it, it was kind of a case like, you just pick you up and dump you in the deep and deal with it. And you're thinking, oh my God, I'm, gonna, I, I'm forced to find a way. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's, yeah. there's almost no other choice. I think, I think we're also forced to, to develop more self-awareness. Like you're forced to learn more about yourself. Otherwise you just can't deal with situations. You end up just it, yeah. acting without knowing like what happened. How did I find myself in this situation? Of Why course, did I react this way? So, yeah. so yeah. That's sure. extremely powerful. How about you? In what, in what way? So I in regards to like your story and I know we touched on it about 10 or so minutes ago, but what would you say is the biggest thing that almost feel like you had to make the change? What was that like, the standout moment? <sighs> this, this, uh, <laughs> There's been so many different breakthroughs. I think first one, one of the biggest ones that comes to mind was the realization that uh, no one was was gonna come to save me. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, and I think yeah. yeah, I think that's a that's a big one for a lot of people. Um, you know, and I think you know, a, and I think it's also like it's also big in people that perhaps weren't necessarily like you know taken care of to the extent that, uh, yeah. that they should have been. Um, you know, and and not because of you know. It could have been for, uh, you know, any, like, particular circumstance, but also because, you know, just, you know, no one teaches you how to be a parent, really, you know. But I think, you know, I think with that, just the realisation that, you know, that it, it was on me, you know. And so, you know, I, I could have, you know, cried as much as I wanted. I could have screamed as much as I wanted, but I, I had to make a change eventually yeah. and, you know, and find my own way because otherwise I would have just you know, die to see, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've got a bit of a deeper question then on mm. that. What advice would you give to the younger Julian? So the Julian that was almost felt like I could cry, I could scream. That Julian, it almost felt like there was no way out. What advice now on the back end where you're thriving, you feel like you belong, you've got that sense of purpose, you know, you're successful within yourself. What advice would you give to the younger Julian that almost felt like there was no way out? Uh, I don't know about uh, advice. Uh, not sure, because I don't feel like it was a, a like a tactic yeah. that got me where I am. Um, like obviously, the, you know, the, there's tactics that of we course. use with our clients that we use in business as well. But I think down to the core of it, I just had to go through whatever I went through. Right. So I guess if there was something I would have said, is is just you know just keep going keep walking yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and you know it's like that quote right yeah the journey of a thousand miles started with a single step yeah. when you say keep walking it's like you just got to take step number one yeah number two it's like if you want to lose 50 pounds you don't lose 50 pounds you lose one pound 50 times right mm. you know you get those little micro goals and i think you know sometimes when you are looking at a mountain you think this is so fucking impossible to climb like there's so far to go i can't do that mm. but if like you say you just keep walking you take one step and you take step number two and mm -hmm. then step number three comes and all of a sudden you, you're getting that tempo, you're getting that rhythm. Yeah. And now that mountain don't seem quite high because you're already halfway. Yeah. And you think all I've done is put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I'm, I'm now halfway. If I can do half of it, I can do the other half of it. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, that's a, that's a really cool point you touched on. Mm. <laughs> no, brilliant. Awesome. No, dude, that was a, that was an amazing episode. It's really great to have that conversation. I think it's been yeah, a long time coming for, for us to collaborate on a podcast for and a sure. workout. So I think next, sure. next to come is the workout. So, um, yeah. So what, you know, what would you train? What do you want to train? Push. Push, yeah. Let's train push. Let's train, <laughs> train the titties. No better day <laughs> so to train. Up for it? Sounds good, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Fantastic. So for those that are listening on the Elite Body Performance Podcast, where can they find you? Uh, just Instagram is the best place at the moment. Um, but then I'll be opening my own YouTube channel soon as well. Nice. Um, but Instagram would be at julian.solai, S-O-L-L-A-I. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. always gets me to spell it, so <laughs> might as well spell it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what, what about you? Um, so my Instagram is just at HallardFit, so H-A-L-L-A-R-D-F-I-T. Um, and for those listening, if you wanted to listen to Julian and I's chat, you know, in video, the I'll be posting this onto my YouTube at Reese Hallard as well. So if they wanted to almost watch the video as opposed to just listen to it uh you're welcome to head over to youtube and you can actually watch us uh taking it in but guys thank you so much for tuning in and uh julian thank you for uh sitting down and having the chat bro. i had a really great time thank you bro same here.